0: This morning, I'd like to introduce my friend, David Edosa. David, yeah. some of you have, met, have heard David preach before. Um, David is uh, preaching in three different locations. He's done one, this is the second one, and he's going somewhere else this afternoon. So I know you bring a power pack with you. David has pastored in uh, Norway, um, Winnipeg for five years. Uh, he's been in uh, Ajax, Hamilton, and uh, the Tiger Cats did such a terrible job. Yesterday, right? Did they? Mm, Yeah, I wanted Toronto to win. That's why I said they did a terrible (laughs) job. Yeah, so anyway, and and David is now in Calgary, continuing uh, um, leading a a church out there. Um, I thank God for his life. We've been friends for a a while. We, once in a while, um, encourage one another, you know, in the word, and we talk. And David brings a word today. I'll come back and finish the back end of uh, the message. But uh, God bless you, David.
1: Bless you. How are you doing? Good morning. Good to be back at Joy Fountain. Uh, thanks to Pastor Nazar, the wife, uh, the leadership of the church. Thanks for having um, me today. I have a friend of mine too that's here. Um, he just stepped out. Um, we're going to try to make this work out very, very well. And I want us to bow our heads and pray. Father Lord, we give you praise and we give you thanks. We thank you for what you're doing in this church, in this ministry. We Thank you for your mighty hand that is upon your people. We know that you are at work, O oh God, and we pray that even as we're gathered this morning, that your spirit, O oh God, will reach out to each and every one of us, will touch us in the areas where we need your touch. We pray that you minister life to us. We pray, Lord, that you release a word from heaven that will turn our lives around for you, O oh God. Lord, we submit ourselves to you. We commit ourselves to you, and we ask, O oh God, that you have your way have your way in our lives. Have your way in this place this morning, O oh God. We thank you and we give you praise. I submit this vessel into your hands. And I ask, oh God, that you, Lord, will do with me, O oh God, what you will this morning. I decrease and you increase. May I speak not of my own, but from you, O oh God. I thank you and I give you praise. And the people of God said. Amen. And the people of God said, Amen. Glory to God. Um, we will proceed. Um, I heard you, you've been talking about the, the Holy Spirit um, this, this month. Uh, so I, w- I would touch on that and we'll see where the Lord takes us. Let's look at the book of Acts, chapter number 2. Acts, chapter number 2, from verse number 1. And then we'll skip to verse f- f- 15. Acts, chapter 2, from verse number 1. It says on the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongs of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them abilities. Amen, somebody. Uh, This is such a wonderful scripture. And basically, I want to start off by saying that whenever the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it comes upon us to do something. The Holy Spirit never comes upon us to just uh, keep it. It comes upon us to do something. Every time you see the Spirit of God, there's always um, um, an accompanying action that comes with the Spirit of God. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 61 and and, and you find something there that's very, very interesting. um, From verse 1, Isaiah 61 from verse 1, and, and it says, popular scripture who can quote it off by heart isaiah 61 from verse 1 it's not you don't have that oops okay uh basically it talks about that the spirit of the lord is what upon me because he has what anointed me to preach the good news he has anointed me to what Preach the good news. So we see something again when the Spirit of God comes upon us, He, he compels us to action. He calls us to action. And that's what it, it, we should always remember that when we are working with, with God, as we walk um, uh, with God, as we allow the Spirit of God to touch our hearts, He calls us out to do something. You are not anointed to, for yourself, you are anointed for something bigger than yourself and and i want to talk a little bit on on some of the things that i i see as what our calling is all about so today we're going to dig uh, a little bit into it uh, uh do we so you don't have uh, scriptures on there at all not at all oh okay so can somebody help me with the scriptures can we do that okay so let's turn our bibles to the book of second Uh, Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 so because the the Holy Spirit when it comes upon us it's God's way of calling us to our purpose to our mission to to our to our destiny to to that which you were created for so let's look at that anybody can read for us 2nd Timothy chapter 1 verse 9 He has what? Saved us and called us with what? A holy calling. Yes. A calling that leads to what? A concentrated what? Life. Yes. A life that is set aside. A life of purpose. Yes. Not because of our works. Or because of any personal what? Merit. Yes. And we cannot do anything to earn it. Yes. Because of his own purpose. Yes. And grace. His amazing and what? Undeserved favor. Which is granted to us in what? In Christ Jesus before time began. Awesome. Praise the Lord somebody. So you find that the the calling when God is calling you it is a holy calling right it, it, it is a holy calling because it is coming from the holy one and here the scripture is telling us that it is according to his own purpose And grace which he has given to us what in Christ Jesus before time began so not according to our works and it's interesting your pastor was talking about uh, uh, that today uh, about grace and our works that after you've received grace the grace calls you to work God calls us to do God calls, calls us to action we are not called to remain and to stay but we are remained we are called to what to action so that's what we see with the calling of God, and we go on to uh, f- first. Um, let's see if somebody can get us this one. First Corinthians chapter seven, verse twenty. First Corinthians seven twenty. First Corinthians seven twenty. Anybody? Let each one remain in the same calling. Let each one remain in the same calling, in which he, has, he, in which he or she was called. So again, we find that when the Spirit of God calls us, He calls us to do what God has called us to do. right? Each and every one of us have a different calling. Some people would say, but pastor, how do I, how do I know what my calling is? And I always tell people, one of the ways you know how call, what your calling is, is to start from where you are. Praise the Lord, somebody right you start from right where you are that's how you begin to find it there is no you're not you can't always wait for maybe one voice that comes from from somewhere that tells you okay now you can arise and begin to do something right most of the time the way people find their calling is they start from where they are right you find joseph was to be um uh, a great man in a, in another nation but he didn't just find himself there he started from where he was. His brothers put him in a pit and then they took him uh, from there to, um, uh, to uh, they sold him out uh, to Potiphar. He was in Potiphar's house and then he was sent to prison. And do you notice that in every place Joseph found himself, he remained faithful to the work that God had given to him. He did not, he did not, he was not, uh, 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 you know, angry and mad and bitter, but he actually was very faithful to the work that God had called him to do. And because he was faithful to that work, Joseph found his dream, right? We find our dream uh, and we find our calling as we are faithful to what God has called us to do, right? When you're faithful in that very little thing that God has committed to you, God begins to open the door more and more for you to be able to get to that place. That is how God works. God always starts with the little and he moves you from there to much more. Look at First uh, uh, Corinthians chapter one, verse 26, and the Bible says, "For you see your calling, brethren, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty, not many noble are called." so it's not about um what the status of people that based god doesn't call us based on our status god calls you based on his plan and his purpose like we've said and i know you you must have heard many times that we are not called according to our purpose we are called according according to what his purpose that is how god calls god looks at us and says this is what i have in store for you and i want you to come and accomplish that right our goal and our plan and our purpose in life should always be to yield to his word say lord what do you want me to do what do you want me to do give me the grace to do what you have called me to do and when you have opened yourself up to the lord you find that the lord begins to open those doors for you as you are faithful in that little that he has committed to you god gives you even more David had to be faithful with the little sheep that God gave to him. And God moved him to another level. And then he was faithful there. And God moved him to another level. That is how God works. God is not a God that operates based on favoritism. He's a God of favor. Favor is very different from uh, favoritism. And, And look at what scripture goes on to tell us in the book of uh, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 1 it says therefore holy brethren partakers of the heavenly calling very important that we understand that we are partakers of a heavenly calling when heaven is calling on you you respond amen somebody and 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 i want us to remember this every single time that we are called to someone not something Your calling is to someone because God is the one who is calling us. And then he calls us to do things because when the spirit of God comes upon us, it compels us to act. It compels us to action. That's what the Holy Spirit does. So when we receive a calling from the Lord, understand that the calling comes from the Lord. So you're called to someone, not something, right? And the reason why it's important to always remember that you're called to someone is because the something can always end, but the someone always remains. Amen, somebody right because because that's what makes people confused if you feel if you think in your life i'm just called to to this thing now when this thing moves you become confused because you say oh my god it's gone so that means my calling is finished no you're called to someone when this thing moves that someone still has a calling for you praise the lord somebody so we are called to someone not what something and then not just that we are, our calling comes from God. It is by God, for God, and to God. That is what our calling is all about. Right? When you are called, you are called uh, to God, for God, from God, and by God. So everything you do is not about you anymore. It's about the one who has called you. Glory to God. Our life, we live our life just for the one who has called us. Everything we do is for the one who has called us. So whether the pastor is there or not, we do it to the one who has called us. The only thing that matters to us is the one who has called us. Why I sing in my my church, why I minister in my church is to the one who called me. Whatever I do in my life, in my career, Is to the one who has called me. As we all know, our calling does not just end within uh, our church. It goes beyond our church. When we are called people of God, they understand that our calling is not an inward thing, but it's what? It's an upward thing. That's what our calling is all about. And and I I want us to to catch some of these other points here. That our calling... Our, uh, our calling comes from a. Diff- there are different part, types to our, different sides to our calling. Uh, you have uh, 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 one of the challenges for our calling is there is the clarity of your calling, and then there's the mystery of your calling, right? The clarity of your, cl- or your of your calling is the part of your calling that you understand. You know what? I understand. I think I know what I'm supposed to do. But there's also the mystery of your calling, and it is, be- it is beautiful. And it's actually important that you maintain both. The mystery would help you to depend on God. The clarity is what will keep you going. Are you getting me? Right. The clarity makes you know that, okay, yes, I think this is what I feel. I have a sense that this is what God is calling me to do. That is the clarity. But the mystery is, but I don't know where I'm going to be. So then you have to what, depend on God. So to every calling, there's a mystery and there, there's what? There's clarity, right? And your your, your job is to learn to what? To, to marry the two together, to blend the two together. We all have a special call from God. No call is more important than the other. As a matter of fact, what is important to you is you perform the call that God has given you. And you are as good as somebody else. Amen, somebody. Because sometimes we feel maybe, oh, his calling is bigger than mine and better than mine. No, what God judges us by is what he has commanded us to do. Amen. Right? So if, if, if your own job by God, God's assignment for you is clean the floors. And then somebody else is um, to paint the walls. And then somebody else is to supervise those who are cleaning and painting if you all perform your own respective functions you have all fulfilled your calling amen somebody now when yours is to be doing this and you want to do that that's where we always have problems right most of the time god says i want to do this but you feel man this is not it's not as uh, it's not as you know it's not as nice as hers <laughs> but what matters is that you just true to what god has called you to do because what he's called you to do he has graced you to do right. amen somebody whatever god's called you to do he's what graced you to do and that's why you do it sometimes it's without effort but when you try to do what it's not your 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 your, your calling then you start to struggle and then you begin to think, maybe it's, uh, maybe it's this in my life. Maybe it's that in my life. No, listen to the voice of God. What has God called me to do? Because if he's called you to do something, he's graced you to do that thing. And when you begin to do it, you see the blessings of God resting upon you. Hallelujah our job is always be faithful to what god has called you be faithful to how god has called you one of the things we must always also be careful of is that the the, the bible says that the gifts and the callings of god is without uh uh, um, repentance and it's irrevocable but it can be terminated by our own actions when we get disconnected from the one who has called us we can terminate what our calling The beauty about God's calling for for us is, if you refuse to accomplish that particular assignment, God gets somebody and it's still done. It's still done. right? So that's why when God gives us the opportunity, it is a privilege for us to To walk with the creator of this world. Hallelujah. That this awesome God, this great God, will look at us, man, as little as we are and say to us i want to use you i want i just want to bless you i just want you to be my own my extension in the world hallelujah second corinthians chapter 4 verse 7 says that what that he has put this treasure in what in ethan vessels niv says in jars of clay and I love that scripture so much that God put himself, put his glory, put his anointing, put 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 his treasure in us. You look at the world, as great as the world is, God has given it to man. Every time you see a plane flying, there's a man or a woman behind it. Every time you see a ship. Every time you see a new building, there's a human being behind everything you see. Why? Because God has committed it to the hands of man. He put this great thing in what? In what? Ethan vessels. Jars of clay. It's such a beautiful thing, people of God, that we are just jars of clay. That's why we we get broken sometimes. Because we are what? Jars of clay. And God uses jars of clay. If you keep reading that scripture, it says so that you understand that the excellency of the power is not of us, but it is from him. That's why he puts them in jars of clay. Because if we were made of steel, we would think that everything is of us. Well, I'm made of steel. That's why I'm where I am. No. You're a jar of what? Of clay. But you carry what? Treasure. Nobody puts their treasure in, in a jar of clay. You want to put it in s- jars, in a place of steel so that nobody can break in. But God puts his own treasure in jars of clay. And our job is to protect that treasure that he's given to us. To carry it with grace. To take it to where God has called us to take it to. That is the beauty of it. That all of us, every human being you find on earth is just a jar of clay. We carry treasure, you carry treasure. And when we are connected to the spirit of God, he makes that treasure to come alive. He makes that treasure to come out. So all of us have to come to that place where we say, Lord, I don't want to terminate my, my, my calling. I don't want to live in disobedience. I don't want to listen to the wrong voices. I don't want uh, to be confident, to have just, um, to, be, um, uh, to be complacent, but I want, my confidence to come from you. That everything I am is from you, hallelujah. When we have that kind of grace, people, you begin to function at a different level. You see that God takes you to the place where you've never been before. That our calling comes with commandments. Every calling comes with a mandate because it comes from our maker amen you always have to listen so lord what is what what do you want me to do what would you have me do every calling has a mandate every calling has a mandate and when you learn to listen to 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 the to to the mandate you understand the message behind that mandate and over time god begins to give you momentum You begin to roll with it because, you know what? I'm responding to what God has called me to do. I'm obedient to what God has called me to do. I am following what God has called me to do. So our our, our calling comes with a mandate and it also comes with a reward. People, every time we are obedient to our Creator, there is always a reward. In good times, in bad times, there's always a reward. Never give up in your time of, uh, of, of your wilderness. Because you see, when we are in, in, in our wilderness season, sometimes it makes life becomes very rough for us. And we say, you know what? Why am I serving God? Everything just looks bad. You know, there's no need for me to serve God. You think about it. If you came... If you, if you came under God's covering and you now become a Christian and now you're saved and you had no problems, do you know that this place will be full? Think about it. If all everybody needed to do was just say, Lord Jesus, I love you, and then you would never have any problems, everybody will be here. You get the point? So the only way... You, could, you, you can make people to really be true to it, is that every one of us still have to go through our wilderness. Because it's not just for somebody to tell you, I love you when everything is good, but what happens when things get rough? That is the true test of love. Amen, somebody. And this is what happens in our life. So we get in, into a time of what? Of... Uh, Uh, we get into our our wilderness experience we get into our valley experience but in that and i'm sure you guys have heard this many times during your time of your, your valley experience that's when god is growing things in you there are things you learn only in hardship that you can never learn in time of prosperity only in hardship that you begin to learn. You know what? This is. I, I'm. I'm. I'm building this muscle. I'm. I'm growing this. I'm learning this. So there's this. Uh, I'll give you. Give us this. Um, this picture, right? You notice how a valley looks, right? It's some, somewhat like a U shape, right? But and, and what is in? And I'm sure all of you know that at the bottom of the valley, it is actually the most fertile place. Everything grows there, right? As you get higher, things don't grow too much right and that's what happens in our life so god takes you to the valley to grow you he nourishes you that's where all the nutrients are but so that when you get to the mountain top you have the character to stay up is somebody hearing me you have the character you have what you take what it takes now to stay up because in the valley god prepared you god prepared you so now you're on the mountaintop you're able to sustain it when people just find themselves at the mountaintop without any training in the valley what happens to them they get up there and before you know it they're back down right so but when we go through the valley god trains us he prunes us and get this people if the valley i don't have some props here but if you if you have a valley right and you are right there in the middle it could be two things. One, it could be a tomb. Because it's that way, and you are right there in the center, right? If you put sand on, that, on, on, on whoever is in there, that's a tomb now. But you see, if you turn it sideways, all of a sudden, it's no longer a tomb, but it has become a womb. So God can use your valley experience to grow you to birth something new in you that is what happens with us amen god uses our valley experiences to turn things around for us our job our goal should always be no matter what happens and that's why paul said that what can separate me from the love of god He says not death not angels not principalities not trials not temptations nothing can separate me from the love of god because I know that no matter what happens, God still loves me. God still cares about me. God still has my back. right? I don't need, I don't need um, uh, anybody to tell me, I know it. Because he said in his word that he will never leave me. He will never forsake me. Hallelujah. People of God, we need to hold fast to what God has called us to do. Hold fast to whatever God God's mission for you. Hold fast to, to, the, to, the, to the grace of God that is upon this ministry. And, and tell yourself, I will continue to connect. I will continue to plug in. I will continue to support my, 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 pastor, uh, my pastors and their vision for, for, for this city. I want to be a part of the great thing that God is going to do in this city. I want to be a part of what God is already manifesting in himself and through him. I want to fulfill my calling in God. I want to fulfill my calling. Hallelujah. There's something that God does, people. And I want us to truly embrace the Lord, embrace His calling for us. Right? Uh, Before I go, there was something that happens. It's interesting. The guy who came, and today I was asking myself, I wore something, and I was wondering, why are you putting this on? What is wrong with you? I was telling myself that. Right? And then I came here, and this guy brought. That wonderful teacher. Can you raise it up again?
0: Global
1: 6K. Yeah, show them at the back. You know what is interesting here? Look at this. Don't get scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wore the same thing too. <laughs> I actually we had we had them in uh, in Ajax uh, last year and it was beautiful. So please be a part of uh, of what they are doing. All right, God bless you.
0: Thank you so much. Let's put our hands together again for the Lord. Actually, yeah, it's interesting. We didn't have schedule for a guest minister today. But he just messaged me the other day, and uh, I preached at his church when he was in Toronto, Hamilton. I, everywhere he goes, I go. And uh, I haven't been to Calgary yet. So, but it's interesting that I just said, if you can be in Winnipeg, and just come. But it, 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 was, it was heavily laid on my heart that there was something that he had to give to Joy Fountain. Is there somebody here who was blessed? You know, look at that analogy. You have a valley. If you stay in the valley and you have sand poured over you, it becomes a tomb. But if you turn it this way, it becomes what? Somebody say womb. And that valley will birth you. And I believe that as a pastor of this church, a lead pastor, I believe that there are many of our members here, many families who are not here today, but many of us who are even seated here today have experienced valleys. Today, I want to pray for you. Please give us an extra five minutes to pray for you, pray with you, so that you can come out of any valley situation with the right attitude. Because your attitude determines your altitude. And if you have altitude, you have what? Latitude. You see, latitude is what allows seven four sevens. You can put 10 of them up there, but you can't park 10 of them on this lot. But up there, there's space to soar. And as we have the right attitude, you know, I was saying to leaders today that Joy Fountain, you know, Daniel will always say to me that Joy Fountain is a church that is engaged in a long game. And you know what? We are further in that long game than we have ever been. And looking at some of you today who have been here, who have followed us all these years, like Elisha following Elijah. One day, Elisha came back from the Jordan, a different person. And the 50 prophets came and they bowed down before Elijah. They say, Elisha, sorry. They say, you lead us now. You know, God is raising up a people. God is raising a people of prayer, purpose. Say that with me. Prayer, purpose, and power. When you pray, God will lead you to purpose, like you were saying. And when we have purpose, what happens? God will release power into our lives. Have you been blessed today? Give a round of applause to the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah.